0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: this is talk sport daily
2: hello happy thursday gang welcome of course to another andy goldstein talk sport daily podcast with me your host i've never written it in this time andy goldstein yep now, we begin, of course, with Gareth Southgate's England, drawing with Poland in a World Cup qualifier over in Warsaw. The match, of course, was live on TalkSport. This was the reaction.
1: Lewandowski chipping it up and the header is in. It's 1-1. One, one. They've equalised in stoppage time. Great ball inside the box for Szymanski, who heads in past Jordan Pickford. Poland 1-1. England won! Second half, we totally dominated the game, really. I suppose two disappointments, the goal that we concede, but also probably that we didn't create as much in terms of clear-cut chances with the
2: amount of possession that we had. And this was the take of Stuart Psycho-Pierce. That's his real name, by the way. A 1-1, a draw away from home. Poland are no mugs. I thought they that, you know, they put up a, a decent performance, but the longer the game went on, the more I thought w- we were looking comfortable within the game. Cole Walker would be very disappointed. He, he's just switched off. He's got turned. It's almost as though defending becomes too easy for him and, and you can't do that at this level. <laughs>
1: Gareth Southgate didn't make any changes for England and some players were looking pretty tired at the end maybe a bit more defensive help was needed maybe that's why Carl Walker switched off Surely in these games when you're 1-0 up, you should be making changes, shouldn't you?
2: I'm not overly sure you do, to be honest with you. I thought at at 1-0 we were quite comfortable. I I couldn't see uh, Poland getting a goal, if I'm being honest with you. And sometimes you break momentum and and changing it, you know, when a team are in a rhythm. I think it's an easy one when, when a goal scored. And it was scored so late on that there wasn't any time to react to it, to be quite honest with you. We were just in total control of
1: the game. And when you put players in at that moment we run the risk that they're not quite up to the speed of the game and um, all of the players that were on the field were doing absolutely fine so we would have been running the clock down and adding more time on on, on at the end we were going to freshen up the the two wide players right at the end but then once the goal had been conceded we, we felt you know, it's not a good time to put a, to make a change then.
3: It seems like a recurring thing that's happening with the tactical decisions late on in games. You can't sit there and go, yeah, we're doing all right. We'll just leave it. You've got to think ahead. You've got to think, well, you know, last five minutes, they're going to pack the box out. They're going to create another chance. Do we shore it up? Do I bring on a couple of fresh legs?
1: Kane from distance. Oh! What a strike from Harry Kane! England have the breakthrough. He's pinged it in from 25 yards out on the outside of his right boot.
3: Not easy coming off the back of what we've done in the summer. First camp back, you see some of the bigger teams around you have dropped some points in in this camp. Never easy mentally to switch on, and especially the games we had, two tough games away from home against the two best teams uh, in our group, our competition. So we handled that really well. Of course, it would have been nice to win today and go eight points clear, but we're in a great position and we're backing ourselves to to qualify. He's still one of the best centre forwards in the world. If you look at his goal return, we always say that the Premier League is arguably the most competitive league in the world, the hardest league in the world. And he's won four golden boots in that time. He's on the verge of becoming England's record goal scorer. He's, he's 13 away, so I think he's going to break it. Like, you can't tell me he's not world class. What did you make of Mason Mount's performance tonight? Because he keeps the ball, he's energetic. I know he's, and maybe I'm going to be a little bit harsh on him, but I, f- I still feel like there's more. You know, where's the killer pass? Where's the moment of magic where you do something on your own, out of the ordinary to, he keeps the ball, he moves it, he wins it back for you. But I just feel like, are we missing something there? I think, more to give?
1: i tell you what it is. It's because he doesn't do a thousand step overs. It's what he does do. Don't say what he doesn't do. What he does do. What he does do is energy. He gets himself up and down. And he sets the tempo. Every manager plays him. There's a reason why. Because he's reliable. And he will give you energy. He'll give you... And he keeps the ball. He keeps possession. A lot of his work can go unnoticed. It's because he doesn't fall down picking up loads of free kicks. He doesn't take on three or four players and cut back. He doesn't do a thousand step overs. Think about, you look at what he does do. They'll play him. Southgate plays him. Frank plays him. I know, I know. Tuchel plays him. They'll play him. And England very much in control. It would take an almighty footballing disaster for them not to qualify from the position they're in.
2: Now, would you believe it? Britain's Emma Raducanu has reached the semi-finals of the US Open after beating Belinda Bencic in straight sets. Thank you. We'll hear from the teenage sensation shortly, but this was how the winning moment Sounded on Talk Sport with Lisa O'Sullivan.
0: The tale of New York goes on for Emma Radicanu. she's into the semi-finals of the US Open, the qualifier scoring her first win over a top 20 player and one who just happens to be the new Olympic champion on her first appearance in the tournament.
4: I think my flights were booked at the end of qualifying so um, <laughs> it's a nice problem to have. Yeah, I'm just really enjoying the experience. and. Um, out there on the court today I was saying to myself this could be the last time you play on Ash so might as well just go for it and enjoy everything.
2: Now the Home Affairs Committee is examining the online racist abuse of footballers taking evidence from former players Anton Ferdinand, Leanne Sanderson and Marvin Sordell. Ferdinand fears that a tragedy may occur if social media companies don't make changes now. Trevor Sinclair believes more action must be taken. But we start with Leanne Sanderson, who claimed the recent social media boycott papered over the cracks.
4: Every single time I go on the the television, whether that be Sky Sports, whether that be on the radio, we talk sport or what have you, I just know there's going to be a lot of abuse that comes my way. I think it did get better when everybody kind of boycotted for a little while, you know, for the three days over the weekend they did it. I joined that boycott because I'm all of, I'm all for like coming together as opposed to dividing and conquering. I think it's better to all come together, but then you know, at the end of the day, people are not born racist, you know, it's learned behaviour and I think everybody can make these fake accounts time and time again, you know, they can get reported and nothing's really done about it by the companies. It's one of those things people say to me, well why don't you just come off of social media altogether? But I don't feel like I should have to do that in order for, to make change because I've done that before, it hasn't quite worked and I just fully don't fully feel like there's the support out there that understands what it's like to walk a day in the life of somebody like myself. I look at it sometimes and I think is it social media or is it anti-social media because what Leanne's having to deal with there, I empathize with I've had it myself, I'm one of them, delete, finished, it doesn't affect me but it does affect some people. And that's why it should be stopped. What are the social media companies waiting for? Some, they're waiting for a high profile footballer to kill themselves. Is that what they're waiting for? Because if they're waiting for that, it's too late. That's too late. Let's deal with the issue now. This comes down to if you really want to make change. Their words are they want to, but their actions say different. On to Robert Page's Wales,
2: who drew with Estonia in their World Cup qualifier in Cardiff.
1: Wales nil, Estonia nil, and Wales will be ruining their missed chances this evening, but Estonia will be hailing their teenage Arsenal goalkeeper, Karl Hein, who has foiled the home team on numerous occasions.
2: We've created enough chances to win two games of football tonight. Um, And like I said, my only criticism is that we've not been ruthless enough to finish those chances. We need to win as many games as we can, that goes without saying. Because when you look at the group, the Czech Republic and Belgium, the two good teams... And we need to we need to win games of football to compete and, and stand a chance of finishing top. So it's a frustrating evening because we're not taking maximum points. But um, there are positives to come out of it. We did create chances and uh, and we'll build on that now for the next camp. Now, in case you've been living under a rock for the past few weeks, Cristiano Ronaldo has returned to Manchester United. What? And could make his second debut on Saturday against Newcastle United. I ah, mean, uh, did it? Park must have been away that day. Anyway, his former teammate, Wayne Waziruni, the derby manager, speaking ahead of their match against Birmingham on Friday night, live on TalkSport 2, thinks Ronnie will help United challenge for the league title. That's amazing news. I never know. one of the best players in the world I think we've seen over the international the game against Ireland that's what he does last last couple of minutes scores two goals two great headers he can have a massive impact on this league and I think United are finally ready to, to go and challenge for the title so and I really feel they have to this year so he's going to be a big player I think he'll have very big moments in the season and I'm sure he'll score a lot of goals Speaking of Wayne Wazza Rooney, Jason Cundy claims that Wazza underachieved as a footballer. Well, would you believe it? See what he did there? Villa legend Gabby Agbono thinks Cundy's out of order. This should be a good listen.
1: I think Rooney did not reach his full potential. I think he underachieved. Wayne Rooney should be on 60, 70, maybe 80 goals for England. Wayne Rooney, and I'll say it again, I've said it many times, he underachieved in his career.
3: That's unfair. I think you've got to look at Wayne Rooney's career. Five Premier League titles, one Champions League, one Europa League, one FA Cup, one three EFL Cup winners, four Community Shields, second highest Premier League goal scorer, 208 goals, one PFA Player of the Year award. I've had to have this printed out because of that many things yeah. that he's won so to say that and yes Harry Kane might have scored a will score more goals to um, game ratio than Wayne Rooney but Rooney played a lot as a number 10 don't forget he wasn't an out and out striker you know when especially when Tevez, Tevez was there Berbatov was there even Van Persie he sort of played in behind so he's not going to get them goals that Harry Kane will get Wayne Rooney had a tremendous career like you, you can't Should say that I think that Jason Gundy's out of order to be honest saying that
2: On to the West Ham coach, Stuart Pearce, who thinks that game time for Manchester United's Jesse Lingard is pivotal after a move away from Old Trafford failed to materialise this summer. We'll also hear from Gabby Agbonahor, but first up, it's Old Pearcey. Obviously he's missed the opportunity to leave United in this transfer window He can reassess his situation come January once again you know and decide whether there's an opportunity to move clubs or whatever but listen he holds the cards Jesse and the most important thing for him at the moment is his football and he's playing, you know the odd game for United and also playing extremely well for England and those performances for England might just help get him in the United side so I think he's too good a player to be sat on the outside of it not playing to be honest with you and he's at an age where he needs to be playing
1: now Jesse Lingard the man that supplies the finishing touch just got it out from underneath his feet around the penalty spot wrapped his left foot around it and passed it into the bottom right hand corner
3: I just want to see him playing football like last season he was unbelievable happy smiling on his face yep. playing every week even taking penalties like, you know, he was the main man wasn't he at West Ham so to go from that I'm sure He'll want to stay at Manchester United, but after two, three more weeks, Ali, you're not playing. You'll be no. like, "Oh, I wish I'd, I wish I'd just gone out on loan or yep. got the move done." But maybe Manchester United want you too much money in the summer for him.
2: That's it. Thanks for listening on the Talksport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on drive today at 4pm, Andy Goldstein's drive, obviously, alongside Darren David Brent. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
1: That was a podcast from TalkSport.